June 20th, 2021, a.k.a. Father's Day here in America, and was curious of what I was going to speak about today. You know, being born to teenagers, 17-year-old mother, 19-year-old father, raised around four divorces and six marriages as a child, in and out of different families, I've had a unique perspective as to what Father's Day is, as to, unlike many who had one mom, one dad, or maybe had a step-parent here and there, I, I was in and out of so many different uh, families, and it was a very interesting perspective to see how everyone had a unique way of being, a unique way of handling things, a unique way of problem solving, a unique way of handling pressure or collapsing under pressure. And I didn't know at the time, but that really helped me take the best and leave the rest, which is from a previous podcast that I shared. Like, "Mm, I really like how this person does this, but I really don't like how they do that. So I'm going to try to do more of what I like and do less of what I don't like uh, related to their particular skill sets, their emotional handling of things, etc. And as we look at Father's Day, it's giving thanks to you know the the half <laughs> of the two people that brought me and you into this world. And some people I know have a hard time giving that thanks. Well, you don't know my father. You don't know he was a bad man and this and that. And I get it. Like, look, A, we're all human. I'm far from perfect. I don't walk on water, uh, as none of us do. But I get it. I, I, I sense and I've I've got enough friends and even family members that, that feel that way. Like, I just, I can't. I can't forgive that person. I can't respect that person. And it reminds me of a quote. I probably will not do the quote justice, but the way that I remember it is holding a grudge, holding resentment is like you drinking poison, hoping the other person gets ill or dies. And think about that. How ridiculous of a proposition is that? Where I'm, I don't like that person so much that I'm going to drink the poison so that that person feels bad, that person gets ill, or that person dies. It doesn't work that way. So where am I leading with this? In order to make today great, one of the things that has been a process for me is forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness you know, to my father. Forgiveness to my mother, forgiveness to other influential people in my life that for a time I held a grudge, I held some resentment, I held some inner turmoil that was similar to that quote where I was drinking the poison hoping they would feel the pain until one day I realized they were just doing the best that they knew how with where they were at that particular time. For, so, for instance, in my father's position, as I mentioned, I was born a teenager, 17-year-old mother, 19-year-old father. Correct. I can't even <laughs> I can't even imagine me at 19 being a father and all that came with that, you know, a new husband, a father, all that at such a young age. And 
you know, it's not a surprise. It's not shocking that it didn't work out. Um, but I can, knowing them uh, for for many years, uh, can recognize they probably gave their best. They probably did the best that they knew how at that moment with the information they had, the level of emotional maturity they had. And now I will say this. I, I did lose both of my parents. My mother passed at uh, 52 years old in 2007, and my father passed at 56 years old in 2009. So I felt that was earlier than I'd ever expected uh, to, to lose my parents, both diagnosed and gone of cancer very quickly. But it was what it was. You know, the, the tears were shed, the, the relationships were, were closed, and, and fortunately there were times for conversations with me and my mother, with me and my father, to have additional closure. But at the same time, for those hearing this that have had their mother and father pass, you know there's that emptiness. You know there's that desire to call up your dad and and have a chat, to call up your mom and have a chat. And for many years afterwards, I would reach for my phone and, and go to make that call and realize, oh crap, I can't make that call anymore. They're not there. They're not able to receive that call. But I have had many conversations with them in my head, in my head, in my mind. While I'm on morning walks, I'll talk to them on occasion. While I'm having a a mini uh, powwow of uh, my trusted people in my mind, I will speak to them. And it goes into similar to uh, what Napoleon Hill talks about in his book, Think and Grow Rich, where he had imaginary conversations with influential people from history in his mind. Um, It's a great book, by the way. I'd highly recommend get Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. If you read it, read it again, uh, etc. It's really tremendous. But where is this all going? Look, whether your parents are still around or your parents are no longer here, for me, it's been very powerful to come to terms that they were doing the best that they knew how with what they were able, with, the, with their experience, with their know-how, with their, their judgment, their discernment. And they did it with love. And so I did have love for my parents. And uh, uh, I would just have you consider come to terms with any disagreements, any seeing things in a different light and reach a point where you may be able to have forgiveness for yourself, things that you may have said and done for your parents that they may have said and done and have a peace that comes with the forgiveness. And see, see if that's something that, that feels right for you. And if you've done that forgiveness step and, they, and your parents are still around, call them up. Don't wait for a specific holiday. Call them up on a regular basis. Put it in your calendar to do it at least once a week. Uh, and do things that will create those memorable moments because there will be a time when they're no longer here. And so one final thing I'll say is it was fantastic getting amazing messages from 
my my kids, from Wanda, from my sisters, and uh, you know that's always good. But with my make today great philosophy, I see every day as something to celebrate. I, I don't wait for certain holidays. I don't wait for a time to give thanks to certain people. I I try to continually make investments of my time, energy, focus into the key relationships of the people that are important to me, not just on their birthday, anniversaries, holidays, etc. Every day is a day to celebrate. Something to consider. And, and with that, on the receiving end, if it's your birthday, if it's your anniversary, if it's your whatever, and you are receiving, some, receiving something from that holiday, um, I would encourage you to remove expectations um, and just be super grateful and thankful for any and all that comes your way, whether it's just a word, whether it's a card, whether it is a gift. But I would remove all of that stuff. And the way that I see <laughs> the holidays is more of a consumeristic type of thing, which even as a child sets kids up to be disappointed. And it really equals stuff equals love from a consumeristic point of view, at least here in America and, and from my journey, the way that I see it. So the, obviously love reaches far beyond stuff and things. But if the expectations are there and the expectations are not met, all the love could be there. But people will overlook that and search for the, well, I didn't get this thing or that thing or this stuff. And I would uh, highly encourage getting past that and going to the root of what it really means to make today great. Don't wait for a holiday. Don't wait for special occasions. Every day is a, is a day to celebrate. Do your best to make the people you care about feel important, feel special. And that happens by investing the time. All right. Hope this is helpful. All the fathers out there, hope you had an amazing Father's Day. And regardless, whoever you are, I hope you've chosen to make today great. Talk with you soon. Till next time, make today great.